This is Odette Auger with a story about Sosan Blaney, Solomon Weaver. Sosan Blaney is an Indigenous woman, artist, mom, wife. She's also a very talented Solomon Weaver. Sosan came to Clahoos to teach weaving workshops before COVID-19 interrupted. In this story, we'll catch up with Sosan and what she's been doing during COVID-19. Hey Sosan, you're a talented artist and weaver. Can you tell me about your work life also though? Tell me about your work in the schools. So my official job, my, I guess it's not really nine to five, but you know what I mean, is cultural resource library coordinator at the Plamen Child Development Resource Center. Sounds pretty fancy. I just run the cultural programming through the daycare. And in that position, I do a lot of outreach with the schools. Um, I was mandated to work with ages zero to six. So it was a lot of early childhood education for the past, oh, I guess, seven or eight years now, but um, it's recently changed to a more broader age group, which was nice, so then I could branch out to older groups, and so I do that part-time, and then I do a lot of work with the school district in different programming. We have some wonderful programming, School District 47, at the Outdoor Learning Center that we have here. So we're weaving and wild crafting program that, that I've been doing for, I don't even know how many years now, where kids come in and they learn about some wild crafting at the Outdoor Learning Center. We leave some rope and learn about plant dyes and plant medicines and stuff like that and do a little bit of harvesting. So it's a really wonderful program. And then we had another one that was about to start uh, in the springtime called the Original Orchestra, which is about finding like music and nature. And it was really kind of based in salmon and teaching. But, of course, that was cancelled. <laughs> it was, was going to be our first year this year. But that didn't happen, so hopefully that can get up and running again when things are a little bit more back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, and of course I I do a lot of work for myself, just making baskets and hats and beadwork and stuff like that. Tell me about the workshops you were teaching at Clahoos before COVID. Were they small groups and what age range? I've taught so many workshops at Clahoos over the over the past few years and they've ranged from groups of like eight to much larger groups than that. Over, I think our highest total was like 19 or something, 19 half feet in a weekend, something like that. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of ranged. Everybody's always been super interested and super welcoming when we come there. I love going to Clahoos to teach weaving workshops. It feels like my second home over there. I just, the hospitality of our relatives over in Clovis is just, it's so good. It's so amazing. I love going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was supposed to, supposed to teach a workshop there over spring break. I think it was the last weekend of spring break this year. And once again, that got canceled due to COVID-19, which is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> just circling back to that. Um, what are the age range? Like, do you have youth there? Do you have elders? It's always been a mix of ages. I'm trying to think of how old Royce was when he wore his first hat with us. I think he was like, the first year they moved there, I can't even, I feel like he was like 10, Mm. maybe? I tutored him that year, so yeah, I think he was 10. Yeah, so he was probably the youngest that has made a hat. I mean, I've done little things with um, some of the kids in there. They're there a couple times, like just roses and stuff like that. And then all the way up to some of the elders of the community would come out 
ages, and I really like that. I've been bringing my kids over there to teach weaving workshops, and they were really little. <laughs> I was just looking at some pictures from a workshop when Nikon was a baby, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom is there with me because she often comes to it kind of a family affair, and she's wearing Nikon in a baby carrier, helping me teach a weaving workshop, and other people bring their kids too. Uh, it's a really good sense of community. So when you started going, had everyone in the room weaved before, or is it mixed levels, or sometimes are your classes an introduction? I'm trying to think. That very first workshop was so many years ago, I can't even... I think maybe there was a little bit of weaving experience, but often it's a mix of, of experience levels. Like sometimes there'll be people who have never woven anything before or have never woven a hat before, and then now there's there's quite a few... Uh, very experienced weavers now um, over in Greece, which is really exciting to see people who have really taken to the art form and um, spend their own time creating. And I really love seeing that. And I love getting messages from, from people who are saying, hey, this is what I'm working on. Like, check it out. Or if they need help, maybe in the edging or something like that, I really don't mind people messaging me to help figure that stuff out as well. Yeah, so it's kind of a mix. Sounds beautiful. So your numbers of the group, I heard that they depend on if you have your co-teacher or helper, yeah. and it's usually your mom. Did yeah. she teach you, or did you learn together? Tell me about how that started. Um, my mom, mom is amazing. I love my mom. Mm. She's always really indulged my need to create things. And um, so she, when I was a kid, did a couple like intro to weaving courses. I'm talking like specifically cedar bark and so she taught me how to make like little bracelets and baskets and stuff and then with the hats which is usually what I go over to Cortez to teach is the hat making Mm. that I kind of figured out with a few other people when we're at Camp Apocum I don't know if you're familiar with Camp Apocum no no Uh, so Camp Apocum is or was a camp that was held in Forbes Bay which is reserved for the Kuzis people. It's one of their okay, right. their territory. Right. And it ran every year, like through my adolescence and youth and it's there's so many fond memories of that spot and often it was a group of Slyman and Kuhus youth or sometimes Slyman would be there first, or Kuhus would be there first and Slyman come next. And um when I was thirteen we wanted to leave hats. <laughs> we um I, I had already I already knew how to weave bark like baskets and stuff. We had some bark that we'd harvested up in Bay, and we made a hat mold out of, uh, you know, those silver bowls, like a bread bread bowl? Mm-hmm, yeah. And cereal boxes and duct tape <laughs> and um, figured out how to how to weave from there. And then, of course, I've, I've learned from other weavers since then, but with the hat weaving, me and my mom have kind of learned together hmm. on that and with cedar bark. And then we learned together to weaving roots when I was, an even younger child. So COVID affected your kids' school, so they've been home with you since spring break. Did you weave alongside them, or did you weave when they were asleep or busy doing other things? Um, I've been really trying to teach them more, because it's, it's really been, for me, weaving and beading and stuff like that, it's really been almost like a meditation time for me, like an mm-hmm. active meditation where I can just sit and, and be and create. 
And oftentimes when you're teaching children, it can be a little bit frustrating. <laughs> but I really, it feels that I really want them to learn. And especially my daughter, she really has always been interested in the times, you know, an infant can show interest in something. She's always been interested in helping me weave. And that there's so many pictures of her like sitting on my lap, weaving with me and helping me prep bark, maybe help in quotation marks. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So... You know what, Tobes? Yep. Yours is going to be an even smaller heart. I'm going to take out these pieces. So it's going to be smaller than ours. That's okay. Cute little heart. Maybe. Okay. So, now that you have all these sides folded up, now you need to fold up the, this these side. Sides, this so, side over. So, this piece mm -hmm. went under, over, under. So, this piece needs to go over, under, over. Okay. So, let's see. Okay. Over. So, now you need to do this side. So this piece needs to do the opposite of this piece. So this piece went under, under over, under, so over. So this goes under, over, over, under, under. Oh, I can see the pattern over, now. And then so under. So under, then over. Yep. Under, over, under, then, over. Yep. Until, under. Yeah, until you're... Look at that. It's starting to look woven. Yes. Okay. Over. So now you do your next one. Mommy, look. Good job. Now, do I do under over? So lift up your hand so, so you can see your pattern. Under so, so it's the opposite under. of this one. So that one started by going uh -huh. over. Like this. Look now. So this is under. Right. Let's see. Let me double. Yeah. Uh, here. You? Nope. It started by going under this one. So it goes over. Under. Good job, Tobes. So over. Yeah. Under. So you're gonna hold tight there while we get these guys caught up to you, what? okay, Tobin? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Wait a minute. Okay, now I get the pattern. No, you go over that one, under. then under this one, like this one. then over that one, then under this one, and then over that one. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Um, yeah. So then this one goes This under. is done. So then this one so goes over. Is done. No. Until the next step. No, I just there you go. Do so since, since COVID-19 happened and we've really been like at home doing a lot of home learning, I've tried to make more of an effort to include them in the processing and some of the weaving as well. They've always come to harvest with me, though. That's the first time not saying my son went harvesting me. He's the oldest. He would have been maybe a month and a half old. He's just mm -hmm. tiny on my chest as I was pulling bark. And so this year, he's graduated to using using the tools to, to make the cuts in the tree and pulling the bark himself. Well, that's something that we've worked up to now that he's nine, so you can use the knives and the, the little hatchet as well. And that was new this year for him. Mm -hmm. So what about COVID and elders? You know, it's, for me, it's really raised awareness on protecting elders and language and culture that they are the keepers of. Were you able to continue weaving with elders at all? So not really in the beginning. In the beginning, we really closed down and there wasn't a lot like I didn't even really do a lot with my parents mm. through like March and April and then as things started to relax it's more with my parents I don't know if they would consider themselves elders <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, my dad's in his six, early 60s my mom's late 50s and then later on when things relaxed some more in like July and August I did some leaving with my great aunt Elsie which was really nice to do to be able to sit on her sun, sun deck and 
back to reweaving, which I hadn't done in years. It's a lot harder and it's a lot more work and it's a lot more time consuming to do the reweaving than it is to do the bark weaving. So being able to sit with Elsie and weave was such a treat this summer. So where should I end it? Like at the bottom? What do you think? Like when I'm going around, there's the top. Mm-hmm. Where should this end? Maybe about there. About here? Yeah, but start thinning it down. Yeah, start taking. Yeah, I, t- I took two off. Maybe take another one off. Yeah. Like this, then these. Yeah, slowly. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask about when you're weaving on your lawn or when you're at the beach or even, you're even weaving when you go camping. Like that's the, I imagine that would attract some attention and people joining in. Am I right? Yeah, it it really does. I have a hard time keeping my like with idle hands. I just <laughs> I tend to always have something going, some project going. I usually have this one basket that I carry around with like weaving supplies in it. And if I'm going somewhere, like I'm going to like a music festival or even on a ferry ride or plan a picnic or something, then I'll usually take something just to to work on, whether that's weaving or beading, I'll also take my little beading kit with me because those are kind of the two portable things that I can bring with me. But it does attract attention and, and sometimes, you know, it's good engagement and sometimes it's just, look, you lose your gawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mostly it's positive. Mm-hmm. What and yeah, of- people do join in sometimes. It, it kind of depends. I mean, there's relationships and reciprocal relationships, and sometimes you can form those quickly, and sometimes it it feels like there's less give and take there. Like the summer when we met, we met some, some people camping that I would consider friends now, and who you know we've kept in touch with, and, and they joined in with some of our weaving and with the kids. See, now I've got my first row, and that's the pattern, over, under. Mm. So now we're going to work on this side. So if you fold this piece up, is it going to go under or over this piece? Under. Under. Mm. This piece. No, this piece. piece. It's going to go under this piece, over the next piece, under this one. This one. Under that one? Yep, over that one, like that. Okay? So if you girls want to start working, you I can... I don't know what side you, you, you do that. So fold this one up first. It goes over? Yeah. They, um, they did some weaving together and some sharing together, and boy, did those kids love sharing stories with each other, which is really amazing to see. We got to like, weave and share traditional stories and stuff around the, the <sighs> campfire, and yeah, it was that was good. <laughs> I really like that. It sounds like... You know, because you are weaving and you are engaging in something traditional that that the kids would connect on a different level than, mm-hmm. say, if they're playing video games or even playing soccer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just, maybe it's because we're sitting and our hands are busy. They, the, how do I put this? The willingness to share their stories and what's on their mind and stuff like that seems to be easier for, for kids when they've got something in their hand. And I've noticed that in some of the um, the school programming I do, where it's like, sometimes you get like, oh, be careful with this class. This class is known to be, you mm-hmm. know, a rowdy bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you get them and you put some 
fear bark in their hands and teach them how to make rope. And they are so focused and they're so calm and they're so into it and they're willing to share parts of themselves with you and through that connection. And it's really, you know, when that magic happens in the school group, I, I really, really like it. It's, it's a good feeling. It's, uh, it's amazing kind of magic to see happen with some of those students. So we won't be that long. So each of you gets one bundle. That was a really long one. Okay. So we're making hearts for Izzy and Cal. Uh-huh. And I'm making an yeah. extra one. You're going to make... Oh, yeah. You wanted to make two. So each of you need a pair of scissors. I can help you guys. Oh, can you finish it? Yeah. Yay. The giant. Okay. So you can untie your bundles. Yes, untie it. Whoa, well, this is these, re- these are long bundles. Oh wow, bundle? I get to keep uh, a little bit of cedar. Wait, can I, wait, mommy, can I cut this? Now? Yeah, you can cut that. Mom, can I keep the cedar? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, and keep it. No, well, I made it, I'm gonna I'm make a voice. Yeah, it smells good. Come on, smell it. Oh, yummy, yummy. Am I so you want to find one end of your piece. Can you find one end like this? Um, can I make a bracelet out of this force? We're gonna get started on our hearts. So, the length of our pieces is gonna determine the size of our hearts. Can I make whatever I want? We're gonna make some hearts right now, okay? Okay, so, so so if you want your heart about this big, then you're gonna fold it in half, like that, from where that point is. Okay, I want it to be this big. So, the bigger you make it, the more pieces you're gonna need too. Okay. I'm making it kind of small. Okay. So you got that folded in half, right? Mm -hmm. So at that fold, at that end right there, you're going to take your scissors. I don't have scissors. I have a knife. And that's where you're going to cut it like this. So see? Now I've got one piece. One piece? No, no. You had to fold it in half. So try again. No, no. Get your end. There you go. Fold it in half the size that you wanted. Is that how big you want your heart? Okay. And then cut it right there. Okay, so just like that. There you go. Now you open So these are yeah, you open it. So these are the length of your pieces. So we're gonna each start with eight. So you need eight pieces this length. Okay? So this is your measuring piece. So take your measuring piece. So what do I do now? You just like you're gonna cut your pieces. Because last time I cut your pieces for you, right? Yeah, can you so, for me? No, I'm just gonna cut a measuring piece for you. So this is your measuring piece. So watch, you're gonna take your measuring piece and you're gonna measure it on your long piece, and then that's where you're gonna cut. Okay. Three. So you need to measure. What did I say? Did I say six or eight? Eight. Eight. We need eight pieces. The last time you said four. No. Yeah? Four on each side, remember? You had eight pieces, four on each side. One, two, three. I have four. I need four. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh my god, there, there's so much lo- There's so much more to go. I need four more. I just need four more. No, I, need, I just need, I need five more. I mean, now I need they're the more. same height. Yeah, you want to make sure that they don't have to be exact, but you want them to be pretty close to the same height okay, or just, length. I I just need the three. whole thing? 
Hmm? No, your pieces. I just need so you've got three. three. I got three. So you need five more. Three. Weaving is a ton of math. I just need two more. Stay with me. I'm just trying to go crazy. Oh, it's not the thing. It's one more. One, two, three. One, two. One, two. I need one more. Wait, did I got one? It's in your hand. Wait, how many do I have? Um, <laughs> two, three. So you got one, four. two, three, four. Okay, there we go. I've made my three, whole stack. Four. You got eight. Yeah. So five, your extra. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. So take your extra piece, your long piece, and just kind of wrap it up, and you can put it in this pile. One. Okay, wrap it up. Two. Okay, perfect. Four. Five. Wrap it up. Just like bundle it and put it in the middle pile. Five. Oh, bundle. Like, like how? Yeah. You could do it anyway. Okay, there we go. Boom. It's it's not working. I need oh yeah, I need my little string. Yeah. That's what I kept it just in case. So one, two, three. One, two, three, four. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I got Perfect. seven. And then how many more do you need? So one. One more. One more. <laughs> So about like okay there we go measure it. that looks a little short huh oh yeah that's a little short okay here okay this goes right here in the middle let's wait for meeks to get her last piece so you got all your this looks the white height so you can put your put your um scissors aside because you don't need them right now so then do a wall of yeah you're exactly right. So we're going to line them up in a row, four of them, One, like two. this. See how mine are lined up like this? Yeah, do four in a row. And then take, and then once you take, four? Once you take four in a row, mm. well, that, that makes me smile. It's, it's essential that we give our youth those opportunities. <laughs> so I'm curious where people can see your weaving recently or upcoming do you have any displays or stores and i'm curious about commissions i know you do some commission work where would people contact you for that <laughs> i get asked this question a lot you think after <laughs> how many years of weaving i'd have a better answer but i don't really i don't really do that <laughs> i rarely put my stuff into stores and galleries i think i've only ever done one i did one stint at the art the artique here, which is like an artist collective in Paul River. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly I just like post it on Instagram <laughs> and uh, people buy from there. Like it's mostly just social media, sending it out or I'll be sitting somewhere and I've just finished using a hat and somebody be like, hey, can I buy that? Yeah, I haven't really taken it on as like a full-time full -time job or a full-time gig for myself. It's more... I find joy in creating things and and sending that out to people and when I have, you know, put that pressure on myself to keep like a store stocked or something like that, it's become less fun. Mm. So it's mostly just word of mouth and I will take the occasional
audition if I'm in the right headspace, and I'll do, like, I'll make up a bunch of stuff, and I'll do, a, I guess, a flash sale on Instagram or Facebook, and usually within 24 to 48 hours, I, I sell out. Oh, I think that's a testament to your good energy that you're putting into your work. Like, really, if it's just coming your way, I think that, that's perfect. Okay, so it sounds like you have an Instagram account that, <laughs> yeah. that people yeah. could keep an eye on and, you know, just see what you're doing and see some of the beautiful work and also potentially catch you one of your flash sales that come up from time to time. Yeah, Sosana with three N's. <laughs> Sosana, okay. So S-O-S-A-N-N-N-A. Yes. Okay, cool. All yeah, right. and um, yeah, I just recently did, posted a whole bunch of beaded earrings on there. I'll occasionally do a raffle because I understand like something like a hat can be really expensive for people. So I'll raffle one off. Yeah. People can afford a $5 raffle ticket. Yeah. Yeah, mostly just posting stuff on there. Not like every once in a while I'll sell a bunch of something to you and post on there. Okay, well, thank you for sharing this conversation with us. And we'd yeah. love to follow you and just catch up with you later when after COVID passes by us. Maybe we can yeah. catch up with you at one of those Clifus workshops again. Yeah, I'm hoping we can make up for the one that we had to cancel. Okay, okay Imat. Thank you. Thank you.